No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we look at the tragic story of King Saul's final battle. It's a sobering lesson in the high cost of unfaithfulness. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell continues in 1 Chronicles chapter 10 on Simply the Bible. Many who start well, unfortunately, don't finish well. What separates those who finish well from those who don't? Saul began well. When God selected him to be king of Israel, he stood head and shoulders above the rest. He was humble. He didn't force others to follow him, but trusted God to give him favor with the people. He was a king whom people naturally wanted to follow. He was a skilled warrior and a man's man. God granted him several victories over the Philistines. But with his success, Saul began to think too highly of himself. Samuel had anointed Saul to be king. But when Samuel gave Saul the command from the Lord to wipe out the Amalekites and leave no survivors or no livestock, Saul disobeyed. He spared King Agag of Amalek and the best of the sheep and oxen. Saul also set up a monument for himself. When Samuel met Saul, Saul said, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. But Samuel replied, Then what is this bleeding of sheep and lowing of oxen that I hear? Saul said, The people have spared the best of the sheep and oxen to sacrifice to the Lord. And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. Then Samuel went on to say, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. After this, Samuel anointed David, the youngest son of Jesse, as king. But it would be about 15 years before David replaced Saul. Now the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit troubled him. So David was brought to play the harp for Saul, and the music soothed him. It was some time after this that David's father, Jesse, sent him to check on his older brothers who were fighting with Saul against the Philistines. That is when David saw Goliath defying the armies of Israel and no soldier willing to stand against him. So young David went against Goliath and killed him with a sling and stone. Immediately, David became a war hero. And as Saul and his army returned from battle, the young women came out dancing with tambourines and singing, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Saul was very angry and said, They have credited David with ten thousands and me with only thousands. 
What more can he have but the kingdom? And from then on, Saul viewed David with an evil eye. Now, as time went on, Saul became even more jealous and desperate to kill David, which he attempted on numerous occasions. But each time the Lord helped David escape. And no matter what Saul did, he could not reverse this turn of events. He couldn't alter the word of the Lord. In time, Samuel died, and the Philistines gathered a great army against Saul and Israel. When Saul saw them, he was greatly afraid. So he inquired of the Lord, but the Lord did not answer him. Then Saul said to his servants, Find me a woman who is a medium, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said to him, In fact, there is a woman who is a medium at Endor. Saul's intention was to inquire of the deceased Samuel to ask him what to do, and he required a medium to do this. But of course, going to a medium was prohibited by God. When Saul met the medium, he told her, bring up Samuel for me. When she saw Samuel, she was terrified and cried out with a loud voice. Evidently, she had never seen anything like this before. So Saul told Samuel, I am deeply distressed for the Philistines are making war against me and God has departed from me. What should I do? And then Samuel said, the Lord has done for himself as he spoke by me. For the Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hand and given it to your neighbor, David, because you did not obey the voice of the Lord, nor execute his fierce wrath upon Amalek. Therefore, the Lord has done this thing to you this day. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with you into the hand of the Philistines. And tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. The Lord will also deliver the army of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. When Saul heard this, he was so terrified that he could not eat. But the medium from Endor convinced him to eat meat and bread, which she made for him and put before him. So that's our introduction today. We now pick up the story in 1 Chronicles chapter 10 on the day of this epic battle. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines and fell slain on Mount Gilboa. Then the Philistines followed hard after Saul and his sons, and the Philistines killed Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malchishua, Saul's sons. Everything happened exactly as Samuel said. Tragically, Saul watched the death of his three sons. The battle became fierce against Saul. The archers hit him, and he was wounded by the archers. Then Saul said to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and thrust me through with it, lest these uncircumcised men come and abuse me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was greatly afraid. Therefore Saul took a sword and fell on it. And when his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he also fell on his sword and died. So Saul and his three sons died, and all his house died together. And when all the men of Israel who were in the valley saw that they had fled, and that Saul and his sons were dead, they forsook their cities and fled, and the Philistines came and dwelt in them. Saul was mortally wounded, but his life lingered on. He was afraid of what the Philistines would do to him 
if they found him alive. And for good reason, because the Philistines were cruel and torturous toward their enemies. So Saul asked his armor bearer to kill him, but he was too scared to do it. So Saul fell on his own sword. And when all the men of the valley saw that their king and his three sons were dead and that the army had fled, they also fled, evacuating their cities, which the Philistines quickly inhabited. So it happened the next day when the Philistines came to strip the slain that they found Saul and his sons fallen on Mount Gilboa. And they stripped him and took his head and his armor and sent word throughout the land of the Philistines to proclaim the news in the temple of their idols and among the people. Then they put his armor in the temple of their gods and fastened his head in the temple of Dagon. If the Philistines so abused Saul's body after he was dead, imagine what they would have done if they had found him alive. They beheaded Saul and put his head in the temple of Dagon, and the bodies of Saul and of his sons they fastened to the wall at Beth Shan. The great tragedy here is that Saul's sons had to pay for their father's sins. And how often is that the case? Children don't get to choose their parents, but often they must bear the consequences of their parents' bad choices in this life. However, God will judge each person for his own deeds. And when all Jabesh-Gilead heard all that the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men arose and took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons, and they brought them to Jabesh, and buried their bones under the tamarisk tree at Jabesh and fasted seven days. These were valiant men who lived in Jabesh Gilead. They had great love for Saul and risked their own lives to rescue the bodies of Saul and his sons and give them a decent burial. Why did the men of Jabesh Gilead do this? Well, 40 years earlier, Nahash the Ammonite threatened the people of Jabesh Gilead. When they responded that they would be his servants, he told them that he would make a covenant with them if he could put out their right eyes. They told him, give us seven days to see if anyone will rescue us. Then they notified King Saul, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon Saul, and his anger was greatly aroused. He gathered an army, and they went to war against Nahash and defeated him, delivering the people of Jabesh-Gilead. Now the men of this city never forgot the kindness that Saul had shown them. Saul had risked his own life to save them, so they risked their own lives to rescue Saul and his son's bodies from the Philistines. You know, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Saul had been merciful to them, and now they were merciful to Saul. So Saul died for his unfaithfulness, which he had committed against the Lord because he did not keep the word of the Lord and also because he consulted a medium for guidance. But he did not inquire of the Lord, therefore he killed him and turned the kingdom over to David, the son of Jesse. What a sad commentary on a mighty man of valor who started out so well. What went wrong? The chronicler, who we believe was Ezra, said that Saul died for his unfaithfulness against the Lord and because he consulted a medium rather than the Lord. Of course, Saul did inquire of the Lord, but only after he had disobeyed God for many years 
and was now terrified before the Philistines. The life of Saul is a good lesson for all of us. We can oversimplify his life as being all bad, but the truth was that Saul started out well. He had great potential. He became lifted up in pride and was unfaithful to the Lord, and then the Spirit of the Lord departed from him. There's a good warning in this for all of us. Sadly, in my 40 years of ministry, I have seen many spiritual warriors fall. They started out well. God mightily used them, but somewhere along the line, they were unfaithful to the Lord. They stopped trusting the Lord with all their hearts and started trusting themselves. They succumbed to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, or the pride of life. Often this change went unnoticed by the public for quite some time until the Lord brought it to light. Then these mighty men of valor fell. On the other hand, there are those who start well, run a good race, and finish well. What do they have that the others don't? They trust God and are faithful to Him. They remain humble, realizing that apart from Christ, they can do nothing. I would like to close today's message with Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. May God help us keep diligent watch over our hearts. Saul was defiled because of the pride in his heart. David would finish well because he was a man after God's own heart. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see where all Israel makes David king according to the word of the Lord spoken by Samuel. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.